Today, we're getting our relationships in order, both platonic and romantic. And you're in for a treat because we've got part of the cast of Harlem, season two, out now on Prime, Grace Byers and Shaniqua Shande here to help us. Don't go anywhere. Welcome to the Black Girl Bravado podcast, your weekly fix for all things mental health and wellness. I'm Brittany, the joke-cracking, detail-oriented friend who is always down the road when you need her. For the legal stuff, though, not the illegal stuff. And I'm Germany, the loyal friend who keeps you laughing. I'm a ray of sunshine, and you can always find me on the dance floor. And not only are we besties, but we're your besties. You heard me right. It's homegirl vibes here. Get ready for the girls to dish the real, the raw, and the fucking funny. And listen, we may drag you, but it's always in love. Let's start the show, cuties. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back, cuties. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. What about you? I'm doing well, too, because you know what? I saw a meme that was so funny. It said that. Valentine's Day was the last holiday for couples. Summer is coming. <laughs> summer is coming. <laughs> and I'm so excited for the summer. I was looking at the Hollywood Bowl lineup because they released their summer lineup. I want to see Matthew. Janet Jackson. Oh, Janet. Maybe I got a different email. They probably I think you're looking at last year's. No, they sent it to me today. And Maxwell was on there. I said, oh, oh Maxwell. That could be nice. A midnight summer jam. Yeah, but you know the Hollywood Bowl is a vibe. Mm -hmm, It is. I was like, I just love the summer just being outside and all the different activities. I honestly thrive in the summer, but I want to pat myself on the back because I did not let seasonal depression get me this winter. I know we're still in winter, but I didn't let it get me. We're we're creeping out, though. We're about to be. Still our rise. You are very sick. Summer's here and I'm owning the summer. Okay. (laughs) I'm planning to own it. So I'm excited about that. Love it. Love it. Love it. So we are still in our Curate Your Life series. I'm really enjoying the conversations that we're having. And today, y'all, we're talking about curating your relationships, Mm -hmm. choosing your love story. And it doesn't have to be your romantic love story. It can be your platonic love story. Yes. Choosing the loves of your lives. Yes, love can be all all sorts of love. Yeah, all encompassing. Yeah, so we're talking about that. We were having a conversation. We were just talking about there being opportunity for our friendship to get deeper. Mm-hmm. Because Germany is one of my soulmates. I she's all, she's one of my love stories. I am. I'm like, I, she, she is. is. She's one of my love stories. But we were talking about there being an area of opportunity for our relationship to get deeper. Even deeper. Don't Even deeper, which up. I was going to say at first. It's like, what you mean we ain't deep? That's exactly what she said. What so you, what you saying? We not deep? That's I'm what like, I said. I was like, so what are you saying? Do you feel like, you know, we're not deep? Do you feel like we don't really know each other? And she was like, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that there's room, you know, for us to get even deeper. And I was like, okay, so do you feel like you don't have the space to get deep with me? And then that just opened Pandora's box. And then a conversation was had about if we feel like there's a safe space in our friendship to get deep. Because in my opinion, that is a a prerequisite Mm -hmm. to even take it there. Like, I have to feel safe to do so. If I'm going to keep it to Virgil's, it's not always about the safe space. Sometimes it's about me not really getting deep with myself. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel like I have the capacity or the ability to get deep with other people because I haven't took it there with myself yet. And I'm trying to figure out how to do the shit. I really am. It's very scary for me. <laughs> As she backs away from it. It really is. It's very it's very scary for me, but it's also a desire of mine. So it's like I have to fight through the fear. I have to take the risk. Same. Same. Yeah. I mean, yes, I was there in the conversation when the conversation was had. And it takes a lot of courage to get down to the nitty gritty of who you are and then to also turn around and be like, and here you are. You can see it too. Yeah. Because it's one thing when we're doing the work ourselves. But it takes a whole nother layer of confidence to say, this is me stripped down. I know. What do you want to do with it? It's hard for me to do that because I have a fear of being judged. I really care about how I'm perceived. Although I remember in a other conversation we had that I told you that I don't really care, but I do care because 
that's been stopping me from being vulnerable because I'm trying to control the narrative. Mm. Like, I want you to see me in the way that is most favorable. Mm -hmm. So because of that, I'm withholding or I'm holding back or choosing just not to share certain things because I don't know how you're going to take it. I don't know. And it might alter the perception that you do have. Exactly. It might alter the perception. And I'm like, fuck, why? Because I just feel like some people can just let it out. Right. And I admire that about people who can just say what they feel and I guess essentially not give a fuck. I struggle with the perception. I'll be like, oh my God, what are they going to think? And for me, I feel like sometimes I'm not able to be completely vulnerable because I don't want to seem like I don't have it together. Or like, I'm always the person who needs advice. I'm always the person seeking counsel because a part of my makeup, my human design, y'all, I need, I have a sounding board process. So even when I'm making decisions, I need to hear myself talk about them out loud. I need to talk about them with people that I trust. And I lean on that interaction of like engaging. Let's converse about it. And then I will come up with my own decision about what it is that I should do. But if you're always going to people, even if they're trusted people, then it feels like, girl, come come up with your own decisions. Make your own decisions because a lot of sometimes people don't understand your process. Do you so do you feel like you've ever been made to feel like that like by a response no, from I don't, me or a friend or is this just like internal thoughts No I I don't feel like there's been an explicit response to like girl don't be telling me about your shit because you need to figure it out in yourself but I think being in relationship with Brittany and Brittany being one of my closest friends and the way that she processes and handles things is so much different than the way I so much differently than the way I process and handle. And I think because I do admire your process, like, although it might not be healthy, right? Because I'm looking at it from the outside looking in, but you admire somebody who comes in front of you and looks like the package is together. It's like, oh, they don't ever have any issues or we don't talk about their issues because they're probably figuring them out or just the ability to be confident enough in your own decision-making process to figure it out by yourself. You know, and then I'm thinking, but damn, I always got to call and be like, girl, let me tell you this. Let me talk to you this about this. Let me tell you about how I feel. Yeah. And then mainly what I did is adapt to the environment of not having that back and forth sounding board. Like, I know that that's what I need, but because it's not what you need, I'm like, okay, maybe that's not the way people, maybe there's something wrong with you, me, I'm saying myself. But we have to honor our own process because mm -hmm. trying to emulate how other people are dealing with their emotions or choosing to be emotionally expressive or vulnerable. I feel like it waters down the relationship. It because does. Imagine if, and again, y'all don't get it twisted. Don't get it tangled. Don't get it fucked up. We got depth over here. <laughs> there is fucking depth. Don't get it fucked up. But like, just imagine if I was like super vulnerable, super expressive, maybe it would call out of you that like, wow, this person is so expressive and they share so much and they don't hold back and they just give it all. That would give you permission to also show up in that way. Not that it would be easy, but it might set the stage and the environment for that to happen more often. Right. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. And like my process, like parts of my process are healthy. Like a part of me doing the processing on my own, like I said, is a defense mechanism mm -hmm. because I'm trying to manage the perception or because I even acknowledge you handle things differently. Like how does she get over something so fast and it's taking me this goddamn long? I wish I could just have a back pocket option. Move the <laughs> fuck on. You know, that type of shit. So I'm thinking, let me just hurry up and act like I'm over this. We're really big. I'm struggling. And you're about to start crying. Yeah, I know. It's okay. <laughs> but it takes me time. It does. It does. It does. And sometimes I feel... Sometimes I feel weak that it's taking me more time because it's like, why am I struggling to move past this? But mm -hmm. instead of trying to move past it, I just need to accept that this is how it works for me. Right. You know? Yeah. Because... Once I'm past it, I'm okay. It's just the getting past it part yeah. and wanting to like speed past the process. And that's really doing a disservice to me. And then it's also not allowing you to show up for me in a way that might be more helpful. Yeah, this is true. These are all the pent up emotions that <laughs> <laughs> these are all the pent up emotions that haven't 
that came out that haven't been shared because I've been trying to act like I've processed it or you know like I'm okay but I'm okay right now but I haven't been okay so yeah and I do think there's a way for everybody's process to be honest it's difficult for me to understand nuance and it's something that I really want to work on because a lot of things are just black and white for me and I can emotionally disconnect relatively quickly and it's not just romantic relationships, friendships, for the most part, right? Family members, I'll even say, when somebody, when I feel crossed, you know, nigga, you ain't never coming back. Right. And, and and a lot of that is because it's hard for me to forgive, you know, like, uh-uh, uh-uh. So if it's black and white, then I feel like everybody knows the expectation. Everybody knows the boundaries and it ain't no gray area for shit to get mixed up and confused. Mm -hmm. That's not always the healthiest for me. You know what I mean? Like my ability to be like, Oh, it's done. Okay. nigga, Bye. And I literally will turn around and Katie, remember your middle name. Shut the hell up. I mean, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I remember it, but I just turn shit off really quickly. And that's my own defense mechanism. So it's just interesting how, we think trying to control our narrative or showing up one way is really protecting us, but it's keeping us from doing the healing that we need to do and allowing people who are there to help us heal and move through our process because we're not here to journey alone. Right. Yeah. And it's not to say that you haven't, you haven't shown up and been supportive. Of course. But just being honest about that in the form of a breakdown. Yeah, (laughs) but that is a behavior of mine. Like I'm emotionally transparent because I'm like, let me just share it after I processed it. I feel like, you know, what I said is what I said. And then we can just move past it Mm -hmm. versus just laying it all out. Really what the fuck's going on? Isn't it? What is the difference between emotionally trans? There's emotionally transparent and there's emotionally vulnerable. What is emotionally emotional? Um. It's being vulnerable and then being transparent, right? Yeah. Yeah. So emotional vulnerability is in the moment when you're going through the feelings, just sharing them with whoever you feel safe with or that you trust and letting them know, like, I'm currently going through this and allowing them the space to show up for you if you want to accept that and, like, you know, help you work through it or just let you know, like, I see you, I feel you, I understand you, and I'm here if you need me. And this Awareness. is why I need another fucking therapist. But you know what? We just had a little therapy. <laughs> and she's feeling lighter. We did. <sighs> That's just a, a taste of where we're going today. Hey, bookies, we got something special for you. Are you ready to dive into a celebration of blackness that's as diverse as the experience it represents? Well, NPR has got you covered with Black Stories, Black Truths. This is a groundbreaking collection that's more than just a podcast. It's revelation. What does black representation in media mean to you? Because to me, it's about breaking down stereotypes, challenging biases, and also showcasing the rich tapestry of black experiences. For sure, absolutely. And Black Stories, Black Truths is the epitome of this celebration. Each episode is a living account of what it truly means to be black today, and it's told from a unique black perspective. And I feel like these aren't just stories, like they're narratives of joy, resilience, empowerment, and also the incredible ability to create world-shifting things out of the struggle. Seriously, you'll hear about everything from pop culture icons like Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to discussions on vital topics like reparations, y'all. There's really no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Have you tuned in yet? One of my favorite episodes is the one on how real self-care takes real systemic change. That's a must listen. Yeah, I really think the hosts bring a tone that's celebratory. It's also informative and reflective, which I really can appreciate. Every episode is a journey. It offers a range of emotions and perspectives that keeps you hooked from start to finish. As soon as I turn it on, I'm like, "Mm." and let's not forget black perspectives haven't always been at the forefront of America's story. But now they are the story. Period. So this is not just a podcast, y'all. It's a collection of some of NPR's best episodes showcasing the brilliance and resilience of the black experience. And we know 
NPR is known for its commitment to diverse storytelling, but with them presenting Black Stories, Black Truths, I would say that this is NPR with the noir twist. (laughs) So what are you waiting for? Turn on NPR today and immerse yourself in a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the incredible country we reflect. And remember, stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, available wherever you get your podcast. Y'all should know by now that we love progression over here. Let's chat about what everyday progress truly means to us. Whether it's hitting those small milestones or treating ourselves to a little something something after a month of disciplined budgeting, progress is all about balance and staying motivated. And speaking of budgeting and reaching financial goals while still enjoying life's little pleasures, have you heard about Chime? Chime's checking account offers some amazing features that can help you along your financial journey. Let me tell you about one feature that really stands out to me. Chime's Spot Me. We've all been there, right? Dealing with overdraft fees can really throw a wrench in your financial plans. But with Chime, you can overdraft up to $200 with no fees. You heard me right. No fees. It's like having a safety net for those unexpected moments. Y'all, I had a friend who was always getting hit with hefty overdraft fees. It was a mess trying to sort it out. How do you really get ahead with that? But with Chime, you can avoid those headaches and get back on track with ease. Plus, Chime isn't just a bank. It's a community. With Boost, you can increase your spot me limit by receiving Boost from your friends. It's like having your financial back covered by your squad. So, if you're ready to take control of your finances and wave goodbye to those pesky monthly fees, open your Chime account today. Just head over to Chime.com slash bravado. That's Chime.com slash bravado. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bankcourt Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Boosts are available to eligible Chime members enrolled in Spot Me and are subject to monthly limits. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. Ladies, let's talk real talk here. You probably have days when the PMS has you feeling like you could eat anything in sight. My goodness, the cravings and the general discomfort. Well, say goodbye to those days with Hormone Harmony from Happy Mammoth. Let's dive into why Hormone Harmony is not just another supplement, but a true game changer. First off, it's not just a trend. It's a phenomenon. Social media is buzzing with women singing praises about Hormone Harmony In fact, a bottle flies off the shelves every 24 seconds. Can y'all believe that? Now let's talk about Happy Mammoth, the brilliant minds behind this wonderful product. They're all about making your life easier, and that means no compromises on quality. They've meticulously crafted Hormone Harmony using only science-backed ingredients proven to work wonders for women like us. But here's my favorite part. Hormone Harmony contains adaptogens, nature's little miracle workers. These herbal extracts help your body adapt to life stressors, especially those pesky hormonal changes that can throw us off balance. And here's the kicker. Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. It's your secret weapon against those hormonal imbalances that can wreak havoc on your life. From hot flashes and night sweats to racing thoughts and low moods, Hormone Harmony has got your back. And yes, it even tackles the occasional bloat and that not tonight boo feeling. (laughs) The real benefit here, the real win, feeling like yourself again. That's why countless women are raving about it in over 17,000 glowing reviews. We love a verified product, honey. Now here's your chance to experience the magic firsthand. For a limited time, you can get a fabulous 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BRAVADO at checkout. So what are you waiting for, homegirl? Say hello to balanced hormones and goodbye to those days of feeling like a roller coaster. Your journey to hormone harmony starts now.
Today, we're talking about what it means to curate our relationships, our romances, and our friendships. So it only makes sense that we invite the cast of Harlem to get in on the conversation because no group of friends does relationships the way Camille, Ty, Quinn, and Angie do. Just in case y'all don't know, and maybe you've been under a rock, Harlem is a fierce new show that is now in its second season. This show follows four black women in their 30s making their way in life, love, and friendship in Harlem, USA. It has got all the girlies raving. It has all the things we love. Fashion, friendship, and black women living freely. Yes. Today, we're joined by Grace Byers, who plays Quinn, a fashion designer and hopeless romantic on a search for the perfect love. And Shaniqua Shonday, who plays Angie, a bubbly, aspiring singer who is sexually liberated and not afraid to tell you like it is. We're so glad to have you on the show. Let's jump right in. So Quinn and Angie have a very interesting relationship. It's deep, it's unique, it's loving, it's tender. And I think even throughout their life transitions and and navigating the ebbs and flows of their dynamic, there's still a lot of love and sisterhood um, support at the core. Mm -hmm. I feel like both characters uh, did a little too much at some point and it would have caused me to end the relationship. (laughs) Sleeping on my couch, rent-free, running up my credit card bill, linking up with an ex-potential boo would have made me just say, girl, hold on. But Grace, I want to know, why do you think Quinn and Angie's relationship work? I think because there's safety there. There's safety and security within the relationship, not as in safety and security as in you take care of me financially necessarily, but for our hearts, for our emotions. I, I think that that friendship spans so many years that we know that that we're each other's ride or die in that moment, Quinn and Angie, you know? And so there's certain things like, you know, if I were to see two, two friends talking and somebody talked to somebody sideways or crazy, I might be like, okay, girl, we done. But my ride or die, you know, I might perceive that slightly differently because we have history. There's a history of trust. There's a history of empathy. There's a history of love. And and we really, really do care for one another. And so I think that gives room, doesn't make excuses for things, but I think it gives room for them to be not perfect versions of themselves with each other because there is a safe and soft place to land with one another. That's so true. I love that. This is my ride or die right here. Thank you. What's up? Yeah, you have a little grace for me. There are certain things that Brittany can do that other people cannot. So right, this is what I'm saying. Right. So like, if if she were to sleep on your couch and maybe run up a card or two, you might be like, "Girl, I'm not going to have this conversation with you again." But you can stay for a little longer. Yes, (laughs) it would be circling back, having the same conversation. Yes. Speaking of things not being so perfect, I noticed a common theme in season two was self-sabotage we had Ty whose emotional avoidance was getting in the way of relationships that she wanted to start we had Angie whose lack of a filter kind of got her caught up sometimes Quinn had a difficult relationship with her mother which caused maybe a lack of self-worth and dictated how she moved in relationships and then we had Camille who didn't want to face situations head on and not have like the real tough conversations. And we saw that come up at the beachfront conversation between Angie and Camille. Yeah. I really appreciated that moment because on the trip, Camille got in her little negative self-talk bag and started to start to sabotage what is perceived to be her good thing. And Shaniqua, your character, Angie, was like, girl, no, we're not going to do that. And I, I just really related to that so much. I really love that. Yeah, I loved it, too. And we know that art imitates life. So, Shaniqua, just like in the show, how do you hold your friends accountable when you start to notice that there might be some self-sabotage taking place? Mm, I think, well, the way to always hold someone accountable is with love. I think if you are addressing something in love, it's going to be easier to receive rather than just like an open check just to, I mean, the correction comes from um, a place of I care for you, but doing it in a way that like coats it in love, I feel like it changes it from an open criticism to I'm on your side mm-hmm. and, my, and allows it to be heard better. So I always want to address any form of tough communication first wrapped in that I'm doing this because 
I love you. We are here together. We're on the same side. And I think having that gentle communication that makes sure that's emphasizing on the betterment of our future and rather than me wanting to be right. Because mm. sometimes you can have some people check you and their opinion and being right mm. is more prevalent than you actually hearing, changing, or making sure that we're making a shift that's for the better of the group. Mm. That's it right there. You put a you put a bow on that. I said, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you, you did what needed to be done with that answer. Um, so in season two of Harlem, we see Quinn and Angie both on this fierce pursuit of romantic love, right? And I feel like as homegirls, we are always championing our homegirls, our friends, like, girl, yes, get your man. Whatever it is that you want, I want that for you. If you want love, I want that for you. If you want a career, I want that for you. But then a lot of times we're not really honest in what ways it's going to impact us as friends, especially very close friends who are together all the time and navigating a transition such as a romantic love entering into our dynamic. So, Grace, we've seen the way that Quinn navigated this space, right? She was just came to the conclusion that, girl, I'm going to be sad to lose you. I'm fearing losing you to Michael, right? Having this feeling of like loss. Grace, how would you advise someone or do you have any advice for any women who might be navigating this similar situation? I think that there could be many different aspects of that experience. And so I think for Quinn, right? Like that's only one aspect. Oh, I feel like I might be losing you to, to Michael. But it was also compounded by the fact that she was feeling unstable in her circumstances. And Angie was a bit of a foundational aspect for her. So I think there's also that. Um, it doesn't make it malicious or manipulative. I, I just don't think that she was aware of the fact that part of the reason why it was so important for Angie to stay where she was in a sense is because Quinn was feeling so like the rug was being pulled from under her in many ways and forms. And so I think when it comes to advising someone in that position, I would encourage them to look at all aspects, to look at the aspect of the of the friendship that they're in and to look at what that person has shown you, right? Like, is this a concern because that person is a person that comes in and out of your life and makes you feel used? Yeah. Or is it not that? It, do you have that trust? Do you have that reliability? Do you have that consistency in that friendship to be able to trust that, you know, she is still going to prioritize you in your girlfriendship, maybe in a different way, but still like if you're still going to be prioritized, could there be other reasons why you feel this way? And I think that's something we don't do often, you know, when it comes to the way that we feel, it's always easy to pin it on the other person or the other circumstance, but very often it, it's within us. Yeah. It's like, well, the real reason why I feel this way about her is because I'm lacking this or because I'm missing that. And so I would encourage that self deep dive to say, what else could be informing this space of yours and how else can we fulfill these parts of your life while your other friends are fulfilling other parts of their lives? Mm -hmm. These relationships and friendships are always a mirror. They all, it always comes back Come to on. the self. It comes back to the yes. self. You, do what yes. you yes. have to do, girl, I see you thriving, but there's something in me that I need to yes. work on. Yes. Self-awareness and accountability mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. Speaking of self-awareness, um, Shaniqua, we know that the pursuit of love was real. Angie was on a mission to find her good thing. But once Michael came in the picture, she was a little apprehensive to let that love in. It was fearful. It wasn't what she was used to. And eventually she came around and opened up and we saw that Michael rocked her world. Right. We were happy for our girl. What advice would you give to someone who is having a hard time really accepting and letting that love in? Okay, well, that can go two ways, right? It's like, first, I want to say, trust your instincts. And if there is something about you that's peaking up in this circumstance, maybe your discernment and your spirit is realizing something that your mind hasn't connected with either with just yet. And so it's like, what is it about this person that makes you feel like you can't be your most vulnerable and safe space? And then it could also be a past trauma, but I'm hoping that you are growing past that. And I'm going to say, girl, what's wrong with him? But, <laughs> but also, <laughs> I, I think it's important, though, to examine where you are in that journey because love just it's trusting someone is so vulnerable of an experience. It requires faith in that person to not 
hurt you. And so if you're guarded in any way, nine times out of 10, well, it's either you went through something that in the past that you're still healing from. And that's a beautiful, that pinch is beautiful because it's alerting you on what journey you're going through next what you need to address, what lesson you need to um, learn in this moment and how you're growing. And then the other is that it can be a form of self-protection. So I think either way, if you're in a circumstance where you're feeling pinched, I think instead of like cowering in, I think it's like to receive whatever that block is, to note it, to love the experience that's saying, okay, there's something here that needs to be healed, that needs to be nurtured, whether it's me seeing a part of him that I'm learning might be a red flag for myself and might go further into my next relationships or it's something within me growing and and being discovered for the first time in this area. So either way, I said congratulations on your love <laughs> and congratulations on the opportunity to grow. Oh, yes, girl. Mm. Relationships again, an opportunity. It was an opportunity to, to grow, grow for me. Yes, I love that. In season two, and just overall, season one and season two, I think that Angie is the most refreshing breath of fresh air. Um, she's this modern depiction of a sexually liberated black woman who is not to be shamed or feel shame for just showing up exactly how she is. Shaniqua, I want to know, playing this character, how do you feel Angie's friends contributed to her living so freely? So much of who we are is reflected in our friendships. If you want to know where you're going or who, what you think of yourself, look at the people that you spend the most time with. And because she is someone who's so confident in herself and it's clear that the love that she has is in this friend group down to them, not wanting to hurt her feelings about a play that was awful. Um, and, Quinn so openly providing her at home and they might bag on each other, but it's like they all know who she was prior in her career and can still believe in that aspect of her, can see the highest form of her, even if it's not necessarily showing in the present day and still address her from that area. And I love that rather than people who remind you of what your downfalls are, who address you from the pain, who are excited for you to be beneath them. There's never a moment of that in the show in spite of like little riffs that is just like playful banter and, and I think that's just shared in any relationship, a little bit of jokes. But ultimately, these women support her, encourage her, empower her. Quinn was like, sis, please just go to an open mic. Like, you need to be singing. And the artists in her recognizing the artists in Angie and down to their moment with Camille and them walking down the street. And it's like, it's, you, do you remember who you were mm. um, and who you are? Mm. I think it's very much I don't know if she would be the woman that she is without these women wow sisterhood a core group sisterhood and support is such a core theme in this show which is why I think I resonate with it so much because I see so much of myself and my very close friendships in the show and I just love that that we have this I also loved in season two how mental health was covered I liked how that was brought into the mix this season I feel like the way that you all were able to support Quinn during her depression and not try to fix it was a great way for that to be showcased. And Grace, how did you prepare for this new aspect of your role? Because there were some real, real vulnerable moments in this Absolutely. season. Um, when I graduated school, one of my acting teachers said to me, well, said to the whole class, he said, if you remember nothing else, remember to live life deeply. Mm-hmm. And I never, ever forgot that. And I, and I think that a lot of times when you're in the industry and you're, you know, you're acting and you're doing all these things, you try so hard to perform, you try so hard to do. And I think so much of what it is that you really do do is you live life, you experience life. And when you experience the fullness of everything that life has to offer, the ups, the downs, the difficulties, the struggles, the hurts, um, you can bring the richness of those things to your characters when the time calls for it, as opposed to like trying to like, you know, cry the tears and do the thing. It's, it's, uh, it's about really feeling those feelings. 
And so I know what it's like to struggle with mental health. I know what it's like to be diagnosed with PTSD and to struggle with those things myself and to need to go to therapy and to really pay attention when something does happen in your life that does cause that kind of trauma and needing to move through it to, you know, to get to the other side. And I think that, you know, the more we normalize these conversations, the more that we can encourage each other to do that. You know, I'm so proud to be a part of a friend group that will ask me, Hey girl, who's your therapist right now? I'm looking for somebody who, you know what I mean? Like these are the conversations that that we're having now and we have to really normalize that. And so I, I too love the journey of, of mental health when it comes to Quinn. And I'm so happy that we're, and this is a very specific journey, you know, um, not everybody is on this particular journey and needs it to be solved in this particular way. But, um, but the point is, is that we're shining a light on that topic and we're saying like, hey, there's different aspects, especially being a black woman, there's different aspects of our health that we really, you know, need the permission sometimes in the space to be able to attend to. And mental health is, is a big one. And so I think it's just really about living that life. And then when, when the time calls for it to use that empathy and of course, technique, skill, empathy, all those things that, that marry in that moment and breath, you know, to just really kind of step in and just open yourself up to being a vessel for that character to be able to breathe and live and experience things through your own being. Yes. And it was done so beautifully. It was. I will say that. Thank you. Yes. And you. speaking of beautiful, I think that all the characters in the friend group of Harlem are just so dynamic. They really represent that saying that we use as black people. We are not a monolith because there's just so many different, beautiful, um, you know, personalities and characters and just all this. So it's so vibrant. What do you all feel like is the perfect dynamic or personalities that need to be a part of every friend group? I think the best friend groups are people who build upon your beliefs, but also challenge you to be better. So I think there's a part where you don't want someone who's just going to completely and utterly agree with you. I think I was, um, nor do you want someone who just like disagrees all the time. And I think one of the most important personalities is to have a peacemaker. Mm. I think every friend group needs at least one or two who can be, who can put the mind, greater mindset of the group and the core at the forefront so that any misunderstandings can be handled with love and level-headedness. I think you need someone, a party planner, someone who's going to throw the event, plan it or knows where the event is. Someone who's like, who just has that spirit of let's congregate, let's unite because it's so easy to be caught up in your lives. So having one, at least another spirit there, like, no, we don't meet here right now. And then I think you need the spiritual advisor in the group. And I feel like well, my my core group, we need a financial advisor and a career-driven person. I feel iron shopping iron. So let's talk about finances. Let's get these goals done. And let's be as connected in spirit as possible. So uh, ultimately, it's having people around you who are striving to be the best versions of themselves. Yes. I'd love to add on to that and say, I really love having the truth teller, mm-hmm. you know, the one that you can go to that's going to give it to you straight every single time. Like, mm-hmm. girl, straight, no chaser. I love, and all, all these are in love, of course. I love having the nurturer slash supporter. So the one where you actually need someone to handle you tenderly, you know, and just like they got you and there's a nurturing, tender quality to them. I also love like the rider guy, like I'm <laughs> the gangster, okay, the one that's like she did what? What happened? Oh, I'm gonna don't make me like I need that person because sometimes when you have been wronged or when t- the things are hard, you it actually gratifies you to have that person and to be like, what girl? I cannot believe and to hype up with you for a hot second so that you can just breathe it out and vent it out and then be like. Okay, girl, we ain't got to find nobody. I just need you to say that. Thank you. <laughs> but the point is, they were going to if you needed it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I, I have a friend who will literally say, I will climb her like a tree. <laughs> I will that. climb that person like a tree. And I love it every time. Period. <laughs> I love that. That's what I need, girl. Pull up with me. Right. You got to ride. Right. Don't leave me in the cold. Exactly. Don't leave me in the cold. <laughs> yes, honorable mention to the homegirls who are all of that wrapped in one. Yes. 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 <laughs> 
between season one and season two, and this question is for the both of you. I'll start with Shaniqua. What do you think is the biggest lesson that Angie has learned about friendship? Oh, about friendship. Oh, that's mm-hmm. good. I think Angie learned between season one and season two that no matter what's going on in her life, they're her home base. Whether she is in the lowest of the lows, whether she is thriving, these are center core, her anchor, where she belongs, even if the world isn't reflecting that. And how about you, Grace? What do you think is the greatest lesson that Quinn learned about friendship? That there is a space for her. And, you know, I think a lot of times we miss that space because there's assumptions. And so one of my favorite, favorite moments that gets me in my heart every time is when she asks for help. Yes. You know, um, and, and sometimes it's like we, we don't know that something is there for us unless we ask. And, and when she asked, it was without a doubt done. You know, and so I just feel like that was a big lesson for her to learn because she was really trying to do it on her own here and realize that she needed that support. And I love that. We have to ask for help. Black women, ask for help. Get the help you need. Yes. Yes. Okay, ladies, thank you so much for spending time with us. We have enjoyed Harlem so much. We know that everybody else is gagging over it. It's just mm, chef's kiss this season. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Thank you both so much. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Of course. That was such a full conversation with Grace and Shaniqua. I am so glad that they sat down with us and really just dropped some amazing insight and gems. Please remember to check out Harlem on Amazon Prime. It is available now. And we're going to have more Black Girl Bravado right after this. Okay, y'all, so before we get into the well, if you ask me segment of the show, we have our church announcement. Let them ring. Let the chopper sing. Let the chopper sing. So if you're here and you haven't already followed the show, hit the bell Mm -hmm. and left your rating. That's your assignment for this week. Do all those things. They really mean the world to us. We love y'all who have already showed up. Thank you. Also, sharing the episodes. Y'all been doing that, too. Yeah. Stay on that. Y'all Stay on have been coming through. Y'all have been sharing the episodes. We see y'all and we appreciate y'all for that. We also appreciate y'all for sliding through Patreon. Mm-hmm. Now, when you slide through there, you get something in return. You do. Bonus content, book club, all the things. Yeah. A lot of things. Merch, special merch that's exclusive for our patrons the ep- the bonus episodes are actually live which is nice mm-hmm. we have an amazing book club um we're reading seven days in june right now yes, wrapping that up and we'll be kicking off another book top of next month so if you're interested in connecting with other homegirls and deepening this community that we have here on the main platform join us over on patreon we know you'll love it that was our church announcements uh-huh. now we are going to get back into the show yes so the Well If You Ask Me segment. Mm-hmm. This is where we let you know how we really feel even more. Even more, because <laughs> we already told you how we feel. Even more. Mm-hmm. In addition to being vulnerable and, you know, having a lot of transparency in friendships, I think that grace in your friendship also creates a safe space. And I'm trying to learn how to really offer grace in the right way. Mm. You know, because I feel like I'd be over and ex- overly extended by grace. How? So Adrian. My other best friend, y'all, early on in our friendship, she used to be really flaky. Mm-hmm. She used to be really flaky. And because I rely so heavily on my friends to be there for me when I need them, she wasn't able to show up for me the way that I needed her to. And it made me feel, I don't want to say badly because there was more feelings, unsupported. Um, I didn't feel supported by her. And it created, maybe she didn't know at the time, but like, attention in our relationship because I felt like I was needing her in a way that she could not show up for me mm-hmm. or it was important for her to show up for me that way but she did not have the same value or it wasn't like as much of a priority to, for her yeah so there was some misalignment there so fast forward 
she's not those aren't her characteristics anymore she's like definitely evolved and changed and anytime where I've needed her to do something or needed her to support me she's been available but there's parts of me that still go back to that place and sometimes I operate out of that place so we had a function coming up and I invited her and her family obviously and um she was like oh you know I'm gonna talk to Alex about it Alex is her husband and I was like great And she seemed really excited when I initially invited her. Mm -hmm. And I'm always excited to share space with her and her whole family, her husband and her two children, because it feels very it's a family for all of us. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, great. We're going to all do the family thing on Sunday. It's going to be a vibe. So she was like, I'm going to talk to Alex. Great. So I circle back with her and I'm like, hey, did you ask Alex about joining? And ultimately she was like, he's going to sit it out. He's not going to join us. And I was like, oh, so I immediately felt like, let me give her out. Let me give her an out because I know that they are like thick as thieves. Right. And I was thinking that although she might have expressed how excited she was now that he doesn't want to go, perhaps she wants to not come, but she just doesn't want to flat out say, I don't want to come now because, yeah. you know, my husband. The plans have changed. Right. The plans have shifted. Mm-hmm. Um, So I was like, no pressure. Don't feel like you got to come. You're not going to hurt my feelings if you don't come because that has been a part of our relationship in the past. You don't come to something. My feelings are hurt. Now it's fuck you. Yeah. You know? So I was like, my feelings are not going to be hurt. Don't worry. You don't have to come. And she was like, she got kind of frustrated. And I think she was more so sad, like not sad, hurt. She was hurt that I, well, what she shared was my relationship with you is completely separate from the relationship that I have with Alex, the relationship that you have with Alex. Right. And you are my friend. You're my friend. You're my friend. Right. And if I'm saying that I'm coming, if I'm bringing the kids and we're coming, I know that they will really be excited to hang out in this element with you. And I'm not going to not come because he doesn't want to come, but you disinviting me. It doesn't make me feel good. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't want to have to prove herself, herself to me in that way. And I don't realize, I didn't realize how often I'm like, come but here's your out yeah here come but it's okay if you don't right like either you want me to come or you don't but you were thinking that you were offering her the space but it was kind of having an adverse effect right I was like because it's like let me let you know exactly and I thought to myself it's not for me to give her an out just know that there's an out available if you need it yeah and when you come to me and you say actually I changed my mind on that or actually I can't come to that then I can extend the grace then there's room here for me to not be sad, for me to not be emotional, for me to be like, girl, no worries. I'll check in with you later. Yeah. But doing it prematurely was not making her feel good. So it was something that I had to realize, like, just love people, you know, like just Make it all be so simple. It could be <laughs> right. But and it seems easier to said than done. But like, just show up and allow people to show up. And what comes from it will come from it. And if you have to deal with something else after the fact, then you'll be prepared. Yeah, for sure. Have sure. sit down. Well, if you ask me, my ability to be vulnerable and feel like it's a safe space is the lack of judgment. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be fucking judged. I think I do a pretty good job of not judging people or making people feel judged. What do you think? I don't think you, you do. tell me. <laughs> you say I'm just kidding. I think you do. Um, I think you're so logical and level. Like I think your logic really assists you. In that area. You think so? Yeah. And again, you understand nuance so well. Yeah, maybe that's it. You know, it's like you understand that there's like not a right way, not a wrong way, not a this way, not a that way. It's just like what what way, what way is, is it? best for you? Yeah. Like, yeah. so, yeah. Yeah. So when we when Jeremy and I were having this conversation and we decided to peel back the layers about getting deeper, I had asked her the question first about does she feel like I don't make it a safe space for her to be vulnerable? And she shared what she said. And then um, she posed a question back to me and I said well sometimes I think you're a little judgy and I said it's me (laughs) I'm just kidding I was kind of like she was like what judgy I I was like Brittany what you think I'm judgmental yeah I said yeah I think I said not overall like to the point where you have ill intent because you know there are the nice nasty homegirls where it's like fuck I can't do shit without you Mm. you know judging every little thing not like that but I was explaining to her that she has judgy moments that sometimes I don't like that make me feel like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not even going to say anything. And now we are telling y'all our ick. <laughs> <laughs> My ick. 
Um, so she was like, give an example. So I had to pull into the Child, archives. I need, re- I need you to go back. Tell me. To pull it, open up the closet, let the I had to pull out, out the archives of an example that I had buried away. And I, and I told her, I said, okay, let me give you a real life, real life example. Because at first I was trying to present a hypothetical and it wasn't hitting the yeah, way it needed I was to like, hit. I'm like, let me give her a real life example so she can understand what I'm saying. Give it more perspective so i was telling her the example about how when i broke up with my ex 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 (laughs) (laughs) can't just say my ex one of my exes when i had went through a breakup and it was a breakup that was taking a while to fully break up i guess be completely detached broken broken. the chain the the breaking of every chain it was like she you know how you be shackled at the feet and the middle chain be Broken so your feet could walk, but the chain still be on. I'm yeah, like, nigga, it was that. take the key and step out of the shackles. So I was explaining to her when I was in the thick of it, how um, what was going down. I was just telling her what was going on, the, the happenings, the, the latest about what was going on. And I was like, he keep calling me from Google numbers because I had him blocked, but he was calling me from Google numbers. And then um, Germany's response was, um, when it's me, I you know I just block them. I people pe- people can't contact me like that. Da da. It was. And why do you have to put that tone on? Like that how was, was the that, response. That Germany. you know it was that not, was the tone. Y'all, she, now she got Germ- the tone locked down. The answer machine, Brittany, for real. That was the tone, Germany. I remember it for real. Yes, that was the tone. Okay, that was a little harsh. That okay. was the tone, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> that I was telling her that was that tone in the way that she responded made her sound judgy like okay if it was me i wouldn't be i wouldn't be going through this like i and i expressed to her a better way that she could say it to me so that yeah. i could receive it well like i told her that she can say what do you think what about? do you think about changing your number yeah that feels better and less judgmental than if it was me i i wouldn't be going through this and my number would have been changed da, da, da. so we worked it out we did but it really yeah that that if you ask me i feel like i can be most vulnerable and it's not all your fault or anybody else's fault the full responsibility is on me feeling safe enough with myself to be vulnerable but those are some of the things that would help mm-hmm. help me yeah be yeah. more vulnerable i got a massager <laughs> with with the <laughs> homies with the homies yeah and i can i can keep that in mind and, and I, i'm gonna say it again it's the it it's, doesn't mean don't say anything or don't share because i don't want it to have the effect where you're like i can't even say nothing no 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 and it won't have that kind of effect because that's really that would be immature yeah you know that i like honesty i know that would be stunting my growth and i'm not here to do that if i respect the people in my life giving me constructive criticism. Yes. And I'm okay with being like, okay, I can do that better. I can be a better friend to you in this way. Cool. Then let's do it. And I implement, I am a girl of implementation. So it's no, (laughs) it's no, it's no tea for me. But I think what would help me in my own self is understanding that like for my life, yes, there might be, it might be black and white and I like it that way. I need it that way. But in the world, Mm-hmm. that's not how it is yeah right and some people might dig a little nuance some people might dig a little gray area and that's great for them um but i can't be so ready to project my my views onto somebody like okay girl well look <laughs> and also adrian told me this before too because i can be sometimes i don't feel like i'm solution oriented but bitch i am i come with solutions and i was told i was wise and i'm accepting it period <laughs> But because I have such a, okay, let's figure it out mentality. Like, let's, I think this is what you should do. I have to hold back from presenting the solutions and let people just go through the process. Yeah. Cause that's what it'll be. If I'm hearing you say he's doing this, you know, and it was a long, it was a lot, y'all. It was a lot. We had been along. We had come a long way. We was traveling. We was on a road trip with this nigga. Mm -hmm. Okay. Emotional roller coaster. I'm like, girl. My girl is down bad. What is the fix? The number needs to be changed. I need a solution in your life because hell no. He's causing turmoil. Yeah. He's disrupting your peace, disrupting your peace. But I have to, I have to, I have to stop myself in that and say, do you want a solution? Would you like a solution here? Right. And if you don't, then that's fine too, girl. I'm here to listen. Yeah. Cause you hate when I come with solutions. Cause bitch, you come too soon. <laughs> I barely open my mouth. I be like, and it was you. I was like, Brittany, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're right. Hold on. I'm like, girl, I don't need that right now. Right. And I do tell you when I don't need it. I'll be like, Brittany, no, not yeah. right now. Yeah. Not right now. This is not the time. 
I just want to be heard. I do. I'll be like, Brittany, I just want you I to just want to be validated. I just want you to hear me. Yeah. We we do be deep. We do. We do. Yeah. Well, this is not a conversation to admit that we don't be deep. This is a conversation to admit that there's room for us to go deeper. Period. Okay. That's all it is. It's like being in a 12 feet and then being like, we taking it to the ocean. We're deciding to go scuba diving. We're going, exactly. we're going scuba diving. We were in the ocean. We were at the beach, but now we're going scuba we're diving. We're going scuba diving with it. Okay. Oh, definitely deep. <laughs> That's what I want to say. But if you are desiring to create a safe space for your homegirls, be more vulnerable with yourself and others. We have some tips and solutions to help you work on this. Yes. So first solution, I'm going to present this one because it's personal. Come on. Save the judgment. Mm. Instead, we can be curious, right? Mm -hmm. Perspective is nuanced and not everyone will make the same decisions as you. So just keep that in mind. Like, When it's when someone's deciding, you know, or when you want somebody to look at you or see you as a safe space, it's mm-hmm. like, hold that, hold that thought, hold that tongue, yeah, hold that tongue, yeah, hold that tongue, hold that tongue, yeah, I like that. Next, be consistent. Your words need to match your actions. Y'all know nothing builds trust versus you walking it like you gonna talk it. Hello. If you're doing what you say you're gonna do, if I'm saying I'm gonna create a safe space by not being judgmental to you, and every time you come to me. I offer that, then it's like, okay, I can come to you. Yeah. More times than not, I can't ask you for your advice because I understand that you see me, you hear me, you understand me. What I say matters. And now I can lean in. I can trust fall with your girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Consistency. For sure. And then um, this is another one I need to work on listening non-defensively. Cause sometimes when people are telling us things in their vulnerability, it may be something that we don't want to hear. Maybe I'm not sharing something about somebody else. Maybe I'm sharing something about you, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is something that I like. I would like you to work on. This is something that I don't like about what you did or what you said. And sometimes in the defense, it's like, you're combative. What are you talking about? I, w- I didn't say that. I didn't do that. You took it the wrong way. And that for sure makes it feel like, you know what? I don't even, I can't even be honest with you because every time I try to get real with you, you're defensive. Yeah. So, Or you're acting like there's not an issue. Yeah. So show some empathy. Empathy goes a long way. And like you said, maybe not run into the solutions, but just validating emotions. Yeah. Um, and you actually just stated the last solution that we have is to let go of that fixing mentality, your desire, especially if you're solution or oriented and you don't fixate on the problem. You just want to get to girl. How can we feel better? avoid trying to fix your friend and instead just allow them a place to land like lay here as long as you want and when you're ready to get up nigga i got my walking shoes on that's what it needs to be and i have a walker for you (laughs) sometimes bitches need a walker i can't fully walk i need the support i need the the support yes did you order a walker (laughs) (laughs) the standby assist (sighs) Oh my God. Yes. Yes. Walk with you, with your walker. Yes. So we can do it all. We hope that these solutions are good for you. They meet you where you are. They're helpful. They're useful. And like we said, watch Harlem because I think they have some good examples of creating safe spaces in their friendship through different seasons and Mm -hmm. things going on in their lives. So tap in. Okay, y'all, so now it's time for the I did that shit segment. So usually we brag on the dope shit that we did, but we also share some girlfriend gags here. So again, we have the homegirl hotline. If you want to drop your girlfriend gag where you're basically asking us for our advice, you could do that. We can do that. And the girlfriend did just that. So should we get into it? Go for it. Get into it, girl. Okay. Homegirl said, hi, big sisters. In this moment, I have two friends who mean a lot to me. They support me with the career path I'm trying to go down, which is huge for me. Seeing as no one really supported me except my boyfriend. We go out, we talk about our problems together, we help each other, we have fun, just regular friend things. But there was a time when we were all supposed to go out. I personally needed a chill weekend where I could focus on myself, something I truly do not do often. So I canceled saying I'm staying in, but I didn't give a reason as to why. The next day they asked, why did I cancel? I told them I wanted a me weekend. After that is when everything started to shift. Now they have little inside jokes. They talk to each other more. They are just joined at the hip. 
Mm. Mind you, without me, the relationship would not have been a thing. I am the one who brings us all together. I met one friend through my job when she first got hired, and I met my other friend during college and got her the job. So we do all work together as well. But at work, they never talk to me unless I say something first. They are always whispering and giggling with each other. I would be pushed out the way in order for them to sit next to each other. So I talked to them about it and told them how I was feeling. I told them that I feel left out. I told them the reason why. One friend, the one I knew since college, was completely chill, explained to me that it wasn't her intention to do that. My other friend, not so much. She said, well, it's always hard with a group of three, which she isn't wrong. It's just the fact that that was the first thing that was said instead of actually considering how I felt. So I say all this to ask, is it really so difficult having a friend group of three? I also don't seem to be doing or saying enough when I do have friendships. Why is it so damn hard making friends as an adult? Mm. Thank y'all in advance. I truly appreciate that having the opportunity to even ask y'all for advice is a blessing for me in itself. And you too can receive that blessing if you call us and leave your message on the homegirl hotline. You can. Um, Is it really this hard to have a friend group of three? I know you had a friend group. I did have a friend group of three. And it can be challenging. I'll say that. Um, Because sometimes people just click. And it just is what it is. And you find yourself maybe calling one person more than you call another person, or maybe your lives are more closely parallel to one another and you go out more. So you have more time to spend those intimate moments together. Um, I don't, I don't know if they all have the same lifestyle, meaning like no single, no kids, whatever. Cause that also can impact how frequently we're engaging with one another and to true. what degree. Right. Yeah. for sure. Um, and it is true, but I think that what they were doing, goes beyond the, the, the three the, the, the messy three. messy it started getting a little messy messy girl yeah. stop don't be pushing me aside girl we all sitting together if i sit down don't don't decide i'm sitting closer to this person or i'm yeah, talking to that person weak. i don't like that i feel like the friend who said i apologize it wasn't my intention that was a great response she validated her friend's feelings in the moment she took accountability if that was what we we're doing i'm sorry it won't happen again but the other friend was a little mess a little I don't like that. Yeah, talking about you, you know, it's hard. I think she could have presented it differently, even if that is a fact of it being hard. And also, she didn't do anything wrong by saying that she needs some me time. Right. Like, sometimes you have to say no. Like, Germany was supposed to come to the day party and she decided not to come. I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, you let me down. Now, don't keep doing that. Right. <laughs> Can't make it a habit. Don't make it a habit. But it doesn't seem like you're making a habit out of it. So I think that. For them to just X you out means that there may have been something going on in the background. Right, right. Something going on in the background. But no, that wasn't cool. That wasn't cool. I don't think it was. And I think you're validated in your feelings to feel like, hey, you guys left me out. And it was very mature to even say, this is how I'm feeling. To be just up front. Girl, because I would have been like, fuck y'all. Yeah, to be up front. And I hate that. She said, why is it difficult making friends as an adult? I think a couple of reasons. Um, One reason being because a lot of people already have established friendships. So it's like they may not be necessarily open to new friends, but that doesn't mean it's impossible. Like you can't make friends. You just have to push yourself out there to try new things and um, be intentional about it. You know what I'm saying? Like you're going to have to hang out. You're going to have to make time for said friends to cultivate like deeper relationships and actual bonds. That is something that you have to put time into, which when we're kids, it's a little easier to put that energy into it because we don't have the same responsibilities and we have more freedom. But as adults, you can do that. You can go on retreats. You can join clubs. You can try different things to where it's like you meet people who have shared interests and goals with you. And you'll notice, oh, we clicked up because we have the interest in the same thing. So it's like a no brainer. Right. Right. Yeah. And I'd say that if this is a friendship that you value between the two of you guys, just put effort towards working it out. Hopefully it's reciprocated. Um, And if not, you'll know what moves to take at that point. But if you value them and you cherish them, make an effort to get y'all back on the right track. Because it, like you said, girl, it is hard to make friends. And if these are friends that you've been friends with for a long time, don't let something small when you're in or they're in pull you guys apart. Yeah, because, you know, we'll we'll be like, Girl, fuck it. I ain't fucking with him. And then some, I'll be like, fuck, y'all have each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm out here. But by then we still be wanting that friend. Out. Yeah. Right. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's that on that. So that's that on that. Yes. This is our last segment. It's time for you to pick up a pin. We're, We're dropping, dropping a gem. gem. 
So our gym this week is the Spotify playlist jazz in the background. Mm -hmm. I have been obsessed with this playlist. It's been on in the morning. It's been on on my commute to work. I've even added it to my gym playlist is what I listen to at the gym sometimes. It really has a way of calming my nervous system and makes time feel like it's moving slower for me. When I'm trying to you get must out have the had that damn jazz in the background on on Saturday. That's why that workout was two hours. Brittany, stop it. <laughs> stop it. Stop it. But when time feels like it's moving fast, I cannot listen to nothing else. R&B, hip hop. I'm like, hold on, hold on. I got Drake on, Biggie coming on. It's too much. Yeah. And I, I love it as much as the next person. But I'm finding that I need different things at different times. Right. And the jazz in the background has been... Mm, chef's kiss especially with my nighttime routine y'all because you know i do a wind down yeah i cut that on make my cup of tea honey it's on like popcorn and chill and chill so um it'll be linked in the description if you are interested in getting your jazz in the background on tap in okay y'all so now we've officially we have officially come to the end hopefully y'all enjoyed this episode come back next week come back where we'll be wrapping up the series talking about curating your finances your coins your money y'all it's gonna be a good one okay we'll chat later bye love you